0: to another episode of Dr. Movie, the only show brought to you while driving my car. Man, the 70s. Oh, how I love the 70s. There's just... I don't know. There's a magic to these movies to me that come from this time period. Maybe because there was a lot of popular themes that were kind of used a lot. I don't know. It just seems like to me it was still filmmaking. It didn't feel like the VHS boom for some reason. Don't get me wrong, I love my 80s, no doubt about it. But there was still, even with the lower budgeted films here, they just felt like more care was put into them to a certain degree. That being said, we're going to talk about Grizzly from 1976. Now, there's Jaws, and then there's all the Jaws rip-offs, and then there's Grizzly. And I have to say, Grizzly is the best Jaws rip-off movie that there is. Now, you all know, if, if you know me from other shows and stuff, you know I have this love for Work of the Killer Whale. It's my favorite Jaws rip-off movie. Uh, I don't know. There, there's, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of emotion in that movie that you don't expect this one not being aquatic at all is more of a jaws ripoff than anything else pretty much everything in the story is jaws uh, <laughs> even some of the conversations you know if you remember in jaws you had Quint telling the story about the the Indianapolis when it went down and all the sharks attacking and stuff you kind of get a similar story here with one of our main characters telling the story of a grizzly attacking uh, a, a tribe of Indians, and how it just led to all this chaos. So there's all these conversations, and instead of the mayor, you know, had the infamous mayor from Jaws, you kind of get this. I don't know. It, it's 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 a forest park supervisor <laughs> who refuses to shut down the park. I mean, again, it's <laughs> it's the same story, right? by the way, let's talk about this cast real quick. You got Christopher George as your main character, Kelly, Michael Kelly, Forest Ranger, extraordinaire. And you got Andrew Pine, who's, I'm going to say more like the Quint of the movie, as far as the character that he plays. He, he flies the helicopter, gets everybody escorted around. And then you got Richard Jekyll. That's right. The incredible American institute that is Richard Jekyll. I love anything Richard Jekyll is in. He pretty much is the same character all the time. But it just works for me. And he's uh, he's Arthur Scott. Now, his character, even though he's a lot like Hooper from Jaws, he's really more like, if you guys remember the movie Grizzly Man where the guy literally went out and lived with grizzlies. And you remember what happened to him, right, at the end of the movie? Well, can't say it goes much different here. But he's the guy that goes out and, and, and lives with nature, and he's trying to understand the animals better. He's one of those kind of crazy kooks, if you want to say that. Um, so like I said, the story is Jaws in every way. you got a park that's full of, of tourists... People backpacking. Some young ladies get attacked. And again, like the the park supervisor doesn't want to believe that it's a grizzly. It's just another bear and they can take care of the issue. You know, typical kind of stuff there, right? Uh, The thing about this is, getting back to the cast again, with Christopher George and Andrew Pine and Richard Jekyll, I'm telling you, this is almost as much star power as what was in Jaws with Schneider and Shaw and, and Dreyfus. Um, these guys were big box office draws at the time. Uh, so that gave this movie a lot of credibility, too. And they work really well together. Of course, the script is pretty much dead on Jaws, so you can kind of build that chemistry. But it really does work. So the three of them are trying their best to figure out these grizzly attacks. There's even a a forest ranger that goes out and uh, goes out to a stream, to a waterfall, and decides that she's going to get in the water for a little bit. She gets killed as well. So there's plenty of carnage to go around in this movie. Um... And the whole time, like I said, the the supervisor is denying it. Matter of fact, it gets to where he's bringing in the press, right? So he's wanting the attention, even though it's a bad situation. What do they say? Never let a a crisis go to waste? Well, this is a a perfect case of that. Um, Oh, I forgot to mention, too. William William Girdler directs this. (laughs) Now... Some of you already know who William Girdler is. For the ones that don't, this guy, I'm, I'm just going to throw this at you, he made a movie called Abby, which me and Court Psyops did a uh, commentary for. Now, what Abby is, Abby is a black exploitation version of The Exorcist, which they got in a lot of trouble over, because not because it was exploitation, but because it was too much like The Exorcist. Um... So, he was known for making these kind of low-budget, blaxploitation, exploitation flicks. That's kind of where he comes from. Uh, This is a pretty legit film for him to be making. And it's very well done. Not to mention a fantastic soundtrack. The soundtrack for this is really, really good. So, it's got a lot of things going for it. And like I said, you got the story of all the the bear going around slicing people up, uh, eating them for food. So it's not like just killing people just because. It's literally, you know, feeding itself. Um, but just like in Jaws, it's not your normal bear, right? You've got a lot of brown bears and stuff like that around, but no, this is a grizzly and hello, he's twice the size of a normal bear, (laughs) right? So most grizzlies stand at seven feet tall or whatever. This thing's like a towering 18 feet tall and, you know, weighs an unusual amount. So just like Jaws, right? Oversized, killing machine, that's your setup for the movie. And Christopher George is trying his best to, to stop things from happening, but he keeps running into the supervisor slash the mayor who... uh Pretty much stops him in his tracks all the time, but every time they show up, they're just showing up too late. Now, Grizzly is one thing, and again, like I said, I just I love this time period of movies because they really were doing a lot of these nature run amok flicks, right? Day of the Animals, all these things were coming out where they were animal based. I don't know if they just felt like it was easier to make movies and use animals. You know, as the creature, I mean, Jaws was, I guess, the start of that. But instead of it being a monster, it wasn't a big deal to have a movie where a bunch of killer snakes or killer rats or any of this stuff was happening, right? you got some people that, you know, knew how to train animals and made a movie. And that's pretty obvious, too, because all the bear attacks, you don't see a lot of real attack. You just see, you know, the bear standing up and swiping his hands, and then it's intercut with... You know, people getting hit in the face kind of off screen. And you do get the jaws built up, too, where you don't see the bear till about the last 30 minutes of the movie, which is really kind of weird because you're just talking about a large bear. So uh, it's kind of weird that they pulled that trigger. But again, because it worked with jaws, really, they're just repeating the formula here. It really is. Um, You get to where more and more people are getting killed. You get one hunter that barely escapes the bear, so it's confirmation that it is the grizzly. So that puts the wheels in motion of getting the supervisor to let them have more help or at least shut the park down until they get all this taken care of. And just like always, you wait till it's too late and some people that he's personally attached to end up getting hurt. Uh, A a lady's in the backyard with her son Who's playing with his pet rabbit And the bear comes in And rips the kid up pretty bad Doesn't kill him But I think it rips off a few limbs And kills the mom And that's just the, the breaking point I guess for the supervisor of the park So they turn Christopher George and company loose To go out and chase the bear And even during these scenes Where they're like tracking him down You get the adventurous music Just like in Jaws there's so, so many cues, man. I don't remember that much of it being a kid and watching it and putting it together with Jaws. But from now, definitely watching it, there's no denying it. It is a straight-up Jaws ripoff. But it is done so well. Uh, so, you guys know, again, with the 70s thing that I love another movie, which is a, a bear, mutated bear movie, called The Prophecy which these two kind of go hand in hand in a lot of ways. I love them both. Now, the big difference is, is where the prophecy gets off a little bit is, you know, the mutated bear just doesn't look that good in a lot of the shots. So I have to give Grizzly extra points for at least you're using a real bear, and it is a big bear. Now, on the other hand... The prophecy goes up one to nothing against Grizzly because the thing that Grizzly is missing is a sleeping bag death. Now, we do get a lady gets killed in a tent. And I tell you what, that death in this movie in Grizzly is very interesting. Uh, he basically picks her up, and I don't know if he's filleting her or what. It, it's really You can't really tell, but it is pretty disturbing what you see, but it is not as cool as the sleeping bag death, which is the greatest sleeping bag death of all time, regardless of what anybody says, I'm talking about you, Jason Voorhees, it's the best sleeping bag death in film history. Now, I will come back and say Grizzly gets extra points for the bear coming up and just knocking the head off of Richard Jekyll's horse which is a pretty awesome scene. So, like I said, uh, a couple of our main characters end up not making it. And you come down to the very end of the movie where uh, we land the helicopter, and the bear attacks the helicopter, and it shows you, again, perspective of how big the bear is because it can easily just kind of knock this uh, helicopter around like it's nothing. Christopher George is still inside of it being thrown around everywhere while Andrew Pine is out shooting at the bear with the gun, which doesn't end well for him. And you even get a very uh, Robert Shaw kind of death where, you know, Quint gets eaten by the shark. Well, you get the same kind of blood spurt out of the mouth kind of thing. And then, come on, man. What's this movie known for? It's known for Christopher George climbing out of the of the helicopter And instead of, like, Jaws, where the boat is sinking, and he shoots the air tank that's in the mouth of the shark, Christopher George pulls out a bazooka. (laughs) And he levels off and shoots the bear at about, I don't know, 15 feet away? And the bear just explodes. And you're left with the, the camera pulling back, and you see Christopher George walking away, with a totally mutilated helicopter laying on the side and a huge crater in the ground that's on fire (laughs) where the bear used to be. In my book, I call that awesome. (laughs) So that is pretty much this movie. Again, I, I just I love the 70s aesthetic of film because you can tell these movies were made to see in a theater or at least a drive-in. And some love and care gonna these. And even even as shoddy as some of them are, there's still a charm to these films that I just absolutely love. And this one is really high on my list. I would say five out of five. I'm gonna give it a four out of five. I can't put it up there with a lot of my all-time favorite movies. But I tell you what, this one is really good, and it's a classic. And it is on Tubi, just like everything else that I've been talking about. Do yourself a favor. Stop what you're doing. Check out Grizzly. You won't be disappointed. That's it for this one, folks. We'll we'll check you later. Adios.